Hello everyone and welcome to the Debug Log episode 43. This time we talk about how to be more productive. We mention some time management techniques that you can apply to get things done faster. We also have some guidelines that you can use to stay focused in what really matters for your game. And of course we talk about organization, which is fundamental to increase productivity. So if you want to get more things done, or you want to finish your game in a shorter amount of time, keep listening to the debug log episode 43. Because what I'm saying there is that you know what you want to do that day, you know what's important that particular day, because the focus is really about what's in front of you right now. Okay. <laughs> now his nose is bleeding. Now my no, 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 ears are bleeding. Yeah, the ears are. <laughs> oh, his lights are flickering. Oh, I can't do things. I can't do things. Oh. All right. Um. Yeah, no, somebody else do it. This episode is shit. <laughs> Too much pressure. Too much pressure. Just do it. All right, Eduardo, you take it over. Welcome to the Debug Log, the podcast about game development. My name is Eduardo Castillo Fernandez. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Parra. I'm Zach Schneider. And I'm Ryan Kilgore. Awesome. And Welcome show... back, Eduardo. You've been in Cuba. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. Welcome back. Yeah, it's really good to be back in the show. I missed it. And in the country. <laughs> and in the country. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was good country. to be um, in Cuba and see some of the listeners of the show. So, oh, cool! That's awesome. Um, so, like I was saying, today's episode is going to be about productivity, specifically how to be more productive. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! Before we get started, we got to give our iTunes shoutouts. <laughs> He's been away too long. Yeah, we. St- <laughs> He's not even used to this. I'm anymore, eager no. to start, Avina. Oh my okay, god! I'm sorry. Right, yeah, so just, <laughs> we just need wanted to say that. Uh, just thanks everybody who's given uh, reviews on iTunes, uh, and keep them coming because we really, really appreciate them. Uh, like Ryan and Zach have said before, it just helps you know give us momentum with the show uh, and allow for us to provide for a better show. And I think, you know, it would be nice is just to, you know, I just want to read our latest review from uh, D. Millie, Ooh, who nice. says, Shut this, up. I know, right? Shout out D. Millie, who said, this is, show is the perfect blend. From the moment I found the podcast, I've been listening nonstop. I'm sad to say I'm almost caught up only because it means I can't keep my daily dose going. By far, this is the best podcast on Unity and indie game development that I've found. I love the optimistic attitude. You misspelled optimistic, but... I'll keep going. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> you all have I'll your bite the hand that feeds. Yeah, I bet your excitement is contagious. If you want a <laughs> podcast to get you excited about game development, this place is for you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, well, that, D. Millie. Well, that Obina you. is an That's asshole. Awesome. Yeah, That's but that right. Obina guy is an asshole. You just hear it in his voice. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Write just, reviews, people. Don't worry about spelling. We don't yeah, care just about spelling. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nope. But anyway, yeah, just thanks again for all these wonderful reviews. Keep them coming because it's really uh, giving us that momentum we can use to keep, you know, turning out these new shows like the Debug Lounge, etc. So take it away, Eduardo. Awesome. Okay. Are, are you sure? Yeah. I'm sure. Anything else? <laughs> no, we're just going to wait for you <laughs> to start and then interrupt again. <laughs> so, okay. Um, for in productivity, what we're going to do is um, we're going to divide it in three different categories. We're going to say... Uh, um, First, we're going to go into organization, 
and why it is important for uh, productivity and focus and then time as a limited resource and after that we have a, a, a short rapid-fire roundup and of course our game of the week so let's get started and Andrew do you want to um, talk a little bit about uh, the, the book of David Allen getting things done uh sure uh <laughs> my name's andrew no, i'm just kidding uh, we, so that, that's the other thing we've got to go to yeah uh, i got much less confident while you're gone <laughs> or, uh, uh, yeah so david allen he's the author of this book called getting things done and it i think it was around 2001 it, the book came out and we actually interviewed him on the digital dads podcast my digital dads podcast and um that that book and this idea has taken what took the startup world by storm because his main premise of that book, and it's all about organizing your to-do list and what you need to do in your life and stuff. And his idea was that our brains are not very good at holding lists in them, you know? Because when you have things that, oh, I have 20 things I need to get, I need, you know, I have 50 things I need to do today, you're just not good at that stuff. Because you just won't remember it and you'll feel like you're stressed and you have a lot of things to do. I know, Zach, we've done this at work where you felt like there's so much to do and then you're like, just write it down. And then when you see the list, you're like, okay, it seems like that's more manageable now. Yeah, but the problem is I can't get over that that uh, hurdle of actually wanting to make the list. Well, yeah, well that's what the and that's the thing. The whole GTD method, which they call it, is is that you intake about all the things you need to do. So you have fifty to do list things in your game. You know, our programming to do list that we usually make. And the whole idea is to intake all those, maybe subdivide them into different uh, categories, right? Maybe different projects, like it's the networking or it's the UI stuff. And then the kind of magic of it is you look across all those categories and you just see what the next action is. You're not worrying about the 50 next things you need to do. You just would worry about the first next thing you need to do. And then you do it and you move on from there. And it sounds so simple and dumb when you explain it, but when you actually break it down and you can hide the rest of the list and you just go, what do I need to do next? Because that's really important with games. Can you think about Zach and I are working in a game now, all of us work in games all the time. It's just a huge, it's like an amalgam of all these things you need to do. It's like, oh, but we also need to think about the logo. We need to think about how the fight system's going to work. All that stuff, if you just break it down, prioritize that list, and just go step by step, it becomes a very easy thing to handle. And he has a, a good two-minute rule in there with, the, with your to-do list items as you're going through them and the programming stuff. The to-do list, the two-minute rule refers to if you go through the list and if you see something that will take you just a couple minutes to fix, like document something or, or comment on something else, just do it right now. Make a short list, do it now, and move on. If not, put that in a list and keep moving. So GTD, it's a, it's, a, it's a good method for life and stuff in general, but it actually will help, especially with these indie projects as you're doing them because it helps make things that seem unmanageable actually it's easy to digest and you just go one step at a time and as generic as that sounds it actually can become pretty powerful in your workflow so check yeah it out. um I, I don't know if you've seen this andrew but one of one of our coworkers, david he actually does this and he does it really really well so in throughout his entire day he maintains a, a text file on one yeah. of his monitors and it's just full of things for him to do and so you'll walk by in the morning and it's it's moderately sized and then you walk by about 12 and it's like, you know, it's it's a probably like two, three pages long. And then you come <laughs> by at the end of the day and it's probably about two or three sentences long now because he just goes through the list and he goes, OK, well, I'm prioritizing this. I'm going to place it here on my list. And then he just keeps going down the list. And if he gets something new, he puts it in the, in the, in the list where it needs to be. He just like constantly sorts it. And it's it's actually really incredible to see 
how productive he can two be. Two to three pages. That's... That would like pull my hair out. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. he he's a very verbose typer. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. So yeah, he yeah, can yeah, type yeah. it about it's, a thousand words it in a all. minute. It's he's... really only two things. <laughs> he just writes in long yeah. prose. Yeah, that's impressive. Another another strategy that I use is I have sticky notes uh, in my cell phone mm. where and and they can remind me whatever I have to do is not that specific. Just ten things, seven things like that. But um, I saw so that way I don't forget anything. So what were you going to say, Brian? Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, this this idea of, like, sort of keeping lists and managing them, organizing them. I mean, that's where, like, a piece of, <clears throat> excuse me, product, uh, project management software can come in handy, too, if you have the ability to, you know, afford it, acquire it, or maybe your team's small enough and it's for free. But, you know, things like Jira and Handsoft are, are great for setting up sort of these, like, you know, project scopings for maybe if you have sort of a scrum or milestone set up, you can have a... Um, you know, everything you want to get done in the project and then by person break it out of what their task list is for that, you know, stretch or whatever. Or like you guys were saying with the to-do list, you could just do that. It's like, all right, right now, you know, for this time period, here's my to-do list and I'm just going to go through and knock this off and, you know, that can even be linked and alert other people like, oh, hey, you know, Andrew finished the networking code. Now Abina can get ready, like done the like frontline physics work or something like that. So uh, th those things can be uh, great, especially on larger teams when you're trying to organize a bunch of different tasks and, you know, keep these big sort of systems flowing. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, personally for me, it's, it's I actually work the opposite way in that I just hate keeping lists. I can't I've never been able to keep a journal going for more than like a day or so. Uh, and, and I guess in which case, oh, I'm being truthful, I'm being honest. Um, you know, in which case, <laughs> I guess... Nobody attacked you. <laughs> Eduardo had that little yeah. giggle. Uh, he's attacking himself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I just, uh, for me, people are people who don't really like keeping lists. I think just mapping out or, you know, you do a mental mind mapping or just mapping out what you plan to do for a day or at least just setting aside a time to work on, you know, a particular piece of your project. Um, because we all have those ideas floating in your head. And I guess that's part of the problem for me is that there's so many ideas that can be floating in my head of things I need to get done. And that's when it can become stressful. But because I'm so adverse to writing lists, I think what helps for me is just making sure I've allocated a certain amount of time and, you know, not trying to go over that amount of time, but just setting like just for an hour, just for two hours, I'll sit down and try to tackle this piece of my project. And I think it helps for me just knowing that I'm, I'm going to have time dedicated to this piece of you know, work that I need to get done. Uh, whereas, you know, it's kind of hard for me to just sit down and say, hey, I need to do A, B, C, D, etc. Um, so that's just like another alternative, like just making sure you plan out certain parts of your day to work on things. Right on. Oh, yeah. And another thing is like uh, the documentation that you put in uh, really helps, you know, focus and drive your organization because this is where, especially in game design, this is where, of course, in game design, this is where you, you know, start including your game design document in our, you know, start prototyping. GDD. Yeah, that good old GDD that we talked about in our previous episode. And this is where that really shines because that's when you're able to organize your thoughts and your game idea and, you know, what your vision of the game is, your marketing strategy, everything like that would go into your game design document. And that's what really helps to really drive your organization for the overall project because i think we've we've kind of been talking about like the gtd and getting things done uh you know writing pseudocode etc or oops but <laughs> like that uh more of the granular idea of organization uh and setting aside a time or setting time aside 
Uh, but where the GDD, that's almost like a more of a global outlook on documentation and organization yeah. for a project. And that actually helps too when you're the, the organizing, like like Ryan was talking about the Scrum, the organizing the teams and stuff. Because again, we don't <laughs> rehash that whole episode we did. But that was a good episode. Everybody liked it. It was just the, that that helps organize where people can spend their time and and the more you work on planning sometimes. And again, games, again, are always different. Sometimes people don't work with any game design document and they're fine too. But a good, uh, if you're having trouble, again, this is like <laughs> this is a disclaimer we use for all these advice we give. If you're having trouble with organization or with productivity, these are some tips just to try. And they might not work for you, but just to try to do a GDD. And that might help you kind of center yourself and center the project around some kind of common goal with you and your people you're working with. True that. So, um... Having said that, I think we can go to the next um, uh, category, where is um, we're going to talk about focus and uh, something that really helped me to stay focused when I'm programming and working in my game is um, writing pseudocode. That way, I can focus on uh, the functionality and what I want to do instead of just code and uh, syntax. I um, I, I really recommend you to um, write your pseudocode first and um, uh, worry about like um, specifics of the programming language that you use later. So, um, what do you think, guys? Uh, I think it's a wise thing to do because you, you know you actually sort of flesh out the idea and get more of just a general like here's logically how this is going to work. Like you said, you're not going to get caught up on necessarily like, oh, well, here's how this handles threading necessarily, or here's like this exact like C-sharp data structure I'm going to use. It's like, no, just get the flow down. You know, it's like, hey, for every one of these items, I need to go through and update this. And, you know, just a very sort of loose, high-level sort of way of thinking about it. And it will help you organize and just get the idea right. Because if you don't have the idea right, the implementation is not going to be right either. You're going to write a bunch of code and then have to like write it over and over again um, because the, the, the original idea just wasn't fleshed out yet. So, yeah, I think that you know actually having you know, pseudocode beforehand, which, I, you know, I say all this, but I'm pretty guilty about just heading straight <laughs> for the code, to be honest. But, I mean, there are times when things get a little more complex that I do have to write it down. Like, this system will talk to this system. Do Like, you know, it's, it's great for that high-level stuff. Or just like, if, you know, I do a lot of back-end sort of like, you know, things for like between servers and things like that. So, you know, sometimes having that, you know, sort of pseudocode or higher-level outline of just general general flow is just, it's, it's very helpful. Get you to wrap your head around it and then you can start implementing it yeah i think what happens many times is just that um you have an idea and uh, you don't have to write a pseudocode to to know what you're going to do you can um think in code i don't know if that happens to you but if you have a, a small method that you have to implement i prefer just to write it instead of writing the pseudocode if it's something more complicated uh i do write a pseudocode so i don't make any mistake but um, sometimes I just thinking code. Yeah, I think um, Andrew and I did that at one point. We had an entire project we had to get done in like, I think it was a month and it was completely from scratch. And uh, we just sat down and we, we went through it all and wrote pseudocode for each. Um, it was not quite each method, but like each uh, module we were going to use. Right, Andrew? Well, yeah, well, it was, we didn't write that. We stubbed out all the functions, so we came up with the real names, but inside of it, it was just like what mm -hmm. it should do so that then we could actually kind of correlate the different functions because it's a different networking project. So 
that that actually helped because then when you went down to write the code, it was just a specific set and it wasn't didn't require as much thinking. Right. I think, um, um, Zach, what you're saying, what what you did with Andrew worked in that project because you kept um, your project goals in mind. So, uh, which is one of the most important things when you're uh, trying to focus and be more productive. So you do what's necessary and uh, forget about everything else. So you stop wasting time. Um, yeah, that's one of the biggest problems I have. Actually, that's why keeping people always say that just in life with productivity goal, like kind of hacks or like just write the three <laughs> things you want to get done that day. And that's what you focus on because I have, especially with games, when you get excited about working on all different parts, you like, you start messing with some function to move the character be like, Oh, I could go work on that now, or I could do the graphics for this part or I could, and it gets to be a nightmare and you don't get a lot done. You just get, you know, the, the bar doesn't raise that much. So I find finding those few goals for the day and not trying to multitask through that, because multitasking is a lie, basically, I think. Everybody tries to do it, but I don't think you can actually do it. No, I agree. Yeah, and I think that that slows you down. Since you have to change your uh, your mindset so many times. Like, let's say you're an indie game developer. Oh, you're going to work in the design. But then, oh, how's that functionality going to work with this design? And you start programming something and then go back to design. Or, oh, the sound. And you go to audition and do something. It's, that type of things doesn't work too much. Yeah, right. I mean, even just within like a single discipline, like engineering, you're sitting there working on something, thinking about a problem, and somebody may pop in, like QA or somebody, like, "Hey, this is wonked out." And you're like, all of a sudden, your brain has the context switch, and like now you're thinking about this, and then you sit back down in front of the original problem after you're done with that one, and you're like, "All right, where was I? Okay, I think it was here. Okay, what was I thinking about?" There's like you're just like rebuilding the stack, and you're just like, "Oh my god, that." You know, it's, it just took a lot of time to move between those two yeah, things. Yeah, what does it say? What's that stat? Like, if you get interrupted programming, it takes you, like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to actually get back into what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, yeah I've heard something like that, yeah. Yeah, one of the, the terrible things I've had to get used to at work is having to work on two projects at the same time within the same day. Um, that <laughs> On the same computer at the same time. Right, yeah. <laughs> Blah. Two different uh, hands. <laughs> um, it, it really does kill productivity, and... Uh, I mean, I found that that really keeping, uh, like um, Obina said, good good documentation and good uh, a, a good G- uh, GDD document can really really help with that because you can just go back and say, okay, I need to uh, implement this today, and I need to Im- on this project, and I need to implement this on this project, and I kind of can plan my day and then also follow that up with keeping uh, keeping notes about where I am. That kind of helps a lot. So. Right, yeah, that, and that's where that the organization pays off in the focus part, like you said, because mm-hmm. because you did that pre work. Now you can just not worry about the rest of it and just focus on what you need to do and know that the other parts figured out and you'll move on to it later. Exactly, so, you can concentrate and uh, you get faster in the zone where you're more productive. So, what are, what are your some of your guys is like? Um, like talk, Eduardo just mentioned getting into the zone. What are some of your techniques? Like, what's your preferred? Like, I'm going to code. I need to put my head down for four hours and do this. What, mm-hmm. what What's your ideal situation for that? My ideal situation is my, like, no clothes. Head, <laughs> yeah, no clothes. <laughs> yeah, like heat dance lamp. Off, dance off. Yeah. <laughs> heat lamp. <laughs> some I, incense I going. I got, I got to sweat through this. It's going to get weird. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, mine's basically, I just sort of turtle up. You know, it's like, I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to be staring at this, you know, bit of code or functionality for a while. 
Uh, like I was actually doing some of this today, and it's like I just throw on my headphones, find like make sure I've got a good soundtrack, like some good music. Um, yeah, usually instrumental type of stuff's better because I'm not paying attention to lyrics or anything like this. Uh, actually, I found recently I've been listening to the new Doom soundtrack, <laughs> which is like really yeah, hard. You're like, a, you're like a big heavy metal kind of guy. You're always yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, what is Ryan listening to? And I was like, oh my goodness, that's, that's very intense. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw the devil. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, but it's just like stuff like that kind of really gives me gets me revved and going, and then I just kind of like sit there and just do it, and you know, all of a sudden I turn around and it's like, oh, it's one. I haven't eaten lunch, and you know, it's been I've been doing this for three hours. So that's kind of my ideal thing is just get into my own head. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, pretty much the same way, except for I definitely I try not to spend too much time on the same pro- problem because. That's when I just start getting headaches and and it really like so I do put on my like headphones. if you get stuck or something or? yeah exactly I get stuck yeah. and then sometimes I just keep trying to bang my head against the wall and that never really works it's always best for me to like hey get up for a second walk around and then usually like during the walk or you know after some time away from the problem I'm like oh duh, that was so stupid and then I yeah I need to out. do more of that man I need to like you need to like grab me for a walk occasionally because. Like, I am horrible about just, like, I will power through this and conquer this stupid problem. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, it's like, I do. I start getting headaches as well. And it's, like, it's totally horrible for me. But I think I was doing better when I was a smoker. And I would get up and go out, like, every hour and just have a cigarette for, like, 10 The debug log minutes. does not condone smoking. No, we do not. <laughs> it was a bitch to stop. So last, I don't work Last time started. we're talking about drugs. You should do drugs. And now <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, how, I, do I get drugs, with don't heroin, smoke. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's uh, more difficult just to stay uh, in that um, mindset than just getting into it. Because what happens is that uh, I get distracted by so many things. Sack, my yeah. cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. glad he didn't say me, that's all. <laughs> no, but seriously, you get notifications in your cell phone from uh, Facebook or an email, uh, whatever. Or somebody on the debug so, lounge. That we want to answer or something, yeah. That's not a distraction. That's a pleasure. Yeah. Boom. Go. Boom. Turn it on me. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You jerks serenade the fans. <laughs> so um, something else that you can do to stay uh, in that focus state is mute your cell phone, um, put it in your pocket, um, put it away. I don't know. Just um, focus in your in your problem and don't get distracted. If you get emails. Um, Answer, answer them later, unless it's your boss. So <laughs> be careful. Then you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I always find like I'm like a classic procrastinator. Like I'll wait till I love. I do my best work under pressure. So then I'm like, well, I got this. I'll, I'll pull it out of the end. So I find, I find, like you said, Ryan. Once you're working on your own project or something you're excited about, and you get into the zone, I can just disappear for five hours and like, whoa, it's lunchtime. But yeah. I find one of the be- better methods I've used lately, and I, I don't act, I've used to get into it to beat procrastination, and I don't actually have to. Um, I don't have to do this once I really get into it. And I just let it go at that point. But is this Pomodoro method? Have you heard of this? Anybody? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, and basically the idea. I mean, people probably it's the basic idea is you just work for twenty five minutes, do not do anything else, work in the one thing of a goal, take a five minute break, and keep going, cycle back at twenty five minutes. Take a five-minute break. And you do four of those, and you get like a 15-minute break. But what I found is that it actually helps you. Because it helps with things. One, when I'm just procrastinating. One, they correlate is when you just don't want to do something. Like you said, Obina, like there's a problem you don't really feel like solving or 
And I can just go, no, nothing else but just this for 25 minutes because that doesn't feel like a long period of time. But what I always find is that the break comes up in that first 25 minutes and I'm already into it. I'm just like, skip it. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I just turn it off yeah. at that point. So it's that kind of like a mental good. trick sometimes. Sometimes I have to keep going just to stay with it. But it can be helpful if just to get started sometimes, especially with your yeah. own projects at your house. You know that you're working on in your free time because those are ones that you. Oh, I just want to watch another episode of Stranger Things. It, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned it because when you earlier you said we we're talking about the two minute rule with the the GTT or GTD. There we go. Um, but what I had thought you meant when you when I was reading over the outline is that two minute rule is just like I guess starting something and working on it for two minutes straight. And then that kind of like kickstarts your 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 working process. And that's the same method, yeah. Yeah, because I've I've done that like uh, probably hundreds of times where I'm like, no, nah, I really don't feel like working on this. But I just pull it out and just try to start. Pull and then out. two minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm stu- I'm totally into this. I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah, it's almost uh, like the that that gym adage or whatever. Like once you put yeah. your gym clothes on, you you might as you well drive go there, there and get in. Yeah, like, once I'm you sit I play games well. in my gym clothes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, on back back to the mention about like uh, distractions, and Eduardo was talking about you know putting yourself cell phone away. Uh, another thing that I've, and I guess just to, from a perspective outside of the workplace, I think it's good to realize that sometimes it's best to just leave your you know leave your current surroundings if that's not ideal for you. If if there's cell phones, if there's a lot of people talking to you, try to get away from it. Try to get out of it. Try to you know go to a different office or go outside. Take your laptop. If you can, um, or even or, if you're figuring out stuff, go for a walk and just try to figure it out in your head, right? Yeah, exactly. That but yeah, help. just trying to change your environment is another way to actually maybe get you into focus about a problem if people are constantly in your ear. Um, so yeah, just want to mention that. Yeah. Oh, before we go to the next point, uh, Andrew, I remember uh, a story uh, with the Pomodoro when I was working um, translating the words for my Hangman game. Uh, Hangman game coming out soon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plug it. Yeah. So um it was like what seven hundred words, something like that. And I was like, Oh my god, I don't want to translate all this. And I used the Pomodoro, it really helped me. Yeah, so, it, it helps with tedious tasks too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work that well when um you have things that you're passionate about, like you're focusing in uh, solving a problem. You actually have to skip, like you said, those five-minute breaks. Yeah, Yeah. but when it's something that you don't want to do, it's awesome. That is true, though, because, yeah, like I said, you do skip. I do end up skipping it if it's a programming problem or even just I'm designing something and I just kind of get lost in it. But every part of game development, if you're making your own game, sometimes, like, you know, if you're a company and it's specialized, you might just be doing one kind of thing. But if you're making your own thing and you're having to write emails or doing marketing requests or working on some stuff that you don't like doing and it's tedious this can help because then you should like i did four pomodoros i did a lot of work so i can chill out now you know it actually helps chunk up the time with stuff you don't want to do so i find that helpful yeah so i guess the other stuff in this this uh the focus category is like we said talking about a list of being you mentioned just having a quick list i mean you say you don't like big lists but you have like one or two things you want to focus on like i said at the beginning of this that that's a nice thing to do is like maybe to have a daily list of a couple things you just want to focus on and even like a weekly list of four or five things you know that you want to get done this week because just just even if you don't hit them it's i think that's a good way to focus and just kind of reassess where you are and focus back into what you need to do because often we don't do that and we get distracted and we forget what we're doing in the first place but picking a few things i think can help 
Sure. Yeah, besides with a weekly um, to-do list that you can set bigger goals and you can accomplish that in two days or three days. So right. you feel like you're making progress in the long term. So um, in addition to focus, the next um, category is time as a limited resource. So, you know, everybody's going to die. Sorry, people. Oh, wow. Wow, I got dark. <laughs> was dark. I knew you were going to like that. <laughs> no, we didn't like so, it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, Thanks for reminding me of my mortality. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. Is like if you have, I mean, if these are the three things, it's about organizing and it's just about focusing. But it's also about there's a lot of times you're not working and stuff. And it's actually treating time as a limited resource, having that attitude. Because, you know, when you're you're young and you're 18, 20, you're a teenager, one, remember how much time you had as a teenager? Like hours and hours of things you just wasted away doing nothing. But as you get older, you realize, like, no, I only have a certain amount of time per day. And then it's like you realize it's a limited resource, so you start trying to use that time wisely. And that sounds – we have 22-year-olds listening to this, like, ah. Whatever. <laughs> but it's true, though. And in using it wisely, you realize you're running out of time. That's the one resource that's not renewable is time. And so trying to find time to squeeze and stuff, like when you're driving, listen to podcasts like this one or audiobooks or some kind of thing like that can help maximize. If you're trying to you know, grow and develop and level up and all those things, it can help you make the most of time that would just be idle, I think. Yeah, that's really good if, uh, for example... You're like me that uh, you find hard to read. It's a lot easier if you have an audiobook or a podcast and um, you listen to it where you're going to work or um, you're going to another state or whatever. This is um, super useful. Yeah, I love doing that. Like, Luckily, I'm close enough to the office that I can walk there in about uh, 20 minutes or so. So that's just perfect for getting in a, like a chapter or two on a book. And you know, that's, it's a lot of fun. It just takes, and I don't, I'm not in the car either. So I'm not getting all pissed off at the traffic. Yeah. Screaming. So, so the next, um, thing that you have to, uh, you could do on the next tip, I guess, uh, that you can, uh, apply to, uh, stop wasting time is avoiding perfection. So your game Never is going to be perfect. There's always bugs and something that is a little bit a, a pixel to the right and you don't like it that way. Just let it go and focus on what's important. Uh, functionality. Uh, if it's a, a really bad bug, of course, fix it. Uh, but you don't have to spend uh, like two years making... Uh, an app that is 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 like just stopping because it's going to be perfect. Never is going to be perfect. So uh, yeah, it usually ends up changing because it's like you're like you said, it can't be perfect. And you're over time, your opinions will start changing. So you just keep iterating over this thing and uh -huh. never release it. Right. And it's like, oh yeah, well, what if I did this? Oh yeah, well, this is cool. What if I did this? So here's a new set of bugs, a new set of features, a new set of whatever. It's just like I think. You just, you got to set that goal or like, okay, either it's a time or just say, here's the featured list. Once this is all checked off, this thing goes out the damn door, you know, so. Yeah, besides, if you want to iterate in, your, in, in the same game, uh, that, that's cool. But just release it as it is and then make uh, upgrades. So your yeah. game is out and people can DLC, play it and they maybe? will test it. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And that's what, and this goes back to our scope episode. It's like, it's like thinking this is the mindset you need to have and organizing and focus helps with that. But 
this is the entire mindset you need to have to to kind of achieve productivity because time is the thing that you know is the the big variable in productivity. But it's it's just you don't have <laughs> you. It's focusing on what's important and what problem you're solving, then moving on. And like we said, if it's the project goal is to make it to learn, move on, get that done, get it over with. And this is where feature creep and all those other things can come into play. But just to, just to move on and get, you're not gonna you're gonna die, like Edward said. <laughs> yeah. Move on, Jesus. <laughs> you don't want the gold copy to be in your grave. Your Stop moving that there. button four pixels Here's to the left. The master. <laughs> I put him in the ground. What if you die before you hit deploy release on that game? Just do it. Get over. <laughs> Oh my god! So <laughs> the next thing that um, is really going to save you a lot of time is automating um, automated processes like testing. Use in unit. Um, what's the the Unity testing tool? Is, uh, is that Unity oh. test tools? Yeah, you, unit, unit test tools. Yeah, yeah. yeah Who so. would have thought it? <laughs> <laughs> what, a what an obscure fun. name! What are the test tools what for an Unity. What is... <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, this actually reminded me of something that I kind of wanted to mention in our documentation part, and or just organ not documentation but organization part um, of like getting these tools ready for a project. Like I think that's kind of key. Like it, and it can like help. The TDD kind of stuff. Uh, sure. Not. I not mean, like, but thinking about tests from the beginning, you're saying like the automation and all that stuff. Yeah, not yeah. Automate beginning. Exactly, automation or or like uh, you know version control, getting that set up or getting uh, you know email address. You know, just like if you're building, maybe this is for people maybe that are like building a studio of their own or, or have a people that a lot of people that are working with them on a certain project where you need to get these like things like version control set up or repositories set up. Um, and, and, and it helps organize you. Like the better organized you are on the onset of a project, the easier, the smoother, the, the less stress you'll endure like as the project builds up and as you add more people or add more code or add more art, et cetera. So, you mean I, fixing version control bugs all day, Zach, is not productive? <laughs> <laughs> he does that That's a what lot. we all – he's living the dream. Yeah. Seriously. Because <laughs> nobody's actually writing any code at that point. At that point, you have four developers standing around and one trying to figure out why Git or Perforce isn't working. You know, you know. Just one intern can't get his freaking thing working, and it keeps resetting every week. All right, we can take that right. offline. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> Speaking of you, Fred, you hear me, Fred? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. <laughs> blank. 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 Yeah. Well, I think the biggest stuff too now is like it's it. it, it we can wrap all this this part of the time is this. Is using your time wisely, using your time with your programmer friends and talking about problems, you know, the stuff we do on the show every week, the stuff that people listen to and we talk about in the forums and the forums and the, the Facebook group. That's like leisure time, but we're also using it to learn and grow and that's using time effectively. But also the big thing I think that, that to end the productivity, this whole section of all this stuff is actually don't take your don't take it too hardly on yourself and actually relax and take a break sometimes too because people get so stressed with stuff and they can get burnt out so easily and if you're not taking the time to actually recharge and not do anything and just play some games you know you're gonna run out of gas pretty soon and that's that's actually some of the well among the people i know and the people that all of us like that's that's a problem sometimes especially if you work at a company and you're crunching stuff it's like 
that's the that's a set recipe for not being productive at all. Exactly, like half the battle yeah, of being productive. off some steam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know <laughs> if um, I prefer to uh, play games when um, I'm burned out or just go. What is it? I don't know. Vina just is acting weird now. Just no, don't blame me for your giggling. What are you talking about? Anyway, I, what I was saying is, I thought it was. Um, I, I was saying that like half the battle of being productive is like being like finding that leisure time because I think you there's a reach or you reach an upper limit of how much productivity you can get in a day. So it's good, like Andrew was saying, to recharge, sit down, take a break. Uh, sometimes maybe take multiple week breaks. You know, sometimes you really need a vacation. Um, that's why people have vacations at jobs because sometimes it just gets too much. So you need to take a break from whatever you're doing to recharge. So that's what I was saying. You gotta, yeah, you gotta fill your subconscious. You gotta, especially if you're a game designer and you're working on your own projects. You gotta, sometime we'll, we'll do another episode about this later on, like idea creation and stuff. But it's all about like actually experiencing life, right? And reading books and watching movies and doing things yeah. and having experiences because that's where working all your ideas out, will come from. Yeah, for all that stuff is where your ideas will come from and where your uh, thoughts and energy will kind of drive from. So you have to just stop. You can't just be programming or designing or <laughs> making uh, models all day because then you'll just die like a daughter says this is a very dark episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, without a legacy one thing that um i guess if you're in, in a multi-dev team that you can do so if you run into uh, like a really really big bug or like some kind of game ending bug um and you really don't know how to fix it uh one thing you can do is uh i mean just just thread your process so you have one dev working on a different solution, you working on another solution, and, and um, or if you have to, I guess, spin back and, and use another, uh, completely recode something, you can have one dev completely recoding it while you're trying to solve the problem, and then you can, it, whoever finishes first, you go with that solution. Or just sweep it under the rug. <laughs> or just let it be a bug. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, I guess on um, that to that point, I guess another way of looking at it, just like having other people look at your code or having mm. different eye, set of eyes on it, um, could also help you know remedy that solution or situation. So yeah, yeah, that works. That works so often. I don't know how many times I've had somebody, hey, can you look at this real fast because I'm being stupid, and they're like, yep, right there. They'll almost and sometimes they almost immediately pick it out too. Exactly. Like, oh yeah, on this line here, yeah, you, you don't do that. It's it's you want you want to call this other function. You're like, oh, exactly. Yeah, or you're just beat. explaining the, the problem to someone else, and while you're mm -hmm. explaining it, you find the solution. Yeah, it's no. sort of that rubber duck thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I just walked through the code line by line, and now I see my problem. I yeah. swear I do that 90% of the time, and 100% of the time, Andrew and Eduardo don't listen. <laughs> because you'll wow. solve it yourself. Why do we need uh, to I just listen? sit there and talk to the back of their head. They're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it, eventually so I just stop problem? talking, and they're like, oh, sweet, I can focus again. Then they're like, you're welcome. <laughs> they're like, I solved exactly. that for you. You're welcome. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, have you looked contact. it up, Zach? <laughs> yeah. Have you looked it up in Google? Oh. Well, you haven't, so that's the first step. I mean, what do you mean? Come on. Stack overflow, <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> All right. Break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's productivity. We'll take yeah. a break. When we come back, we're going to hit rapid fire roundup. We're 
back, and now it's time for Rapid Fire Roundup, the part of the show where we go through some of the uh, game industry stories from the past few weeks. It's been a few weeks since we did this, so this should be interesting. Uh, one of the first stories I have, you guys like to play Telltale games, right? Anybody a fan oh, yeah. here? Those are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was already excited because they're going to have a Batman game coming out. It's a Telltale Batman game, but apparently this is... It has a crowd mode game where it has a multiplayer aspect to this, which they, they talked about recently. Where it's like, uh, what? where, What's that about? where yeah. well, it's like you start it and you can like publish a URL or something, and you can share it with certain people. And they, I guess, it allows people to vote on the things you should do and the decisions you should make, and you can override them. But it's like a weird, like this has to be made for like the Twitch generation, right? Like that's what this is for. It might like cynical. Oh yeah, well, no, a Twitch streamer that's really popular just says, "Hey, here's my URL. Let's all play this," and that's like just oh, Twitch yeah. bait, basically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I still think I don't that's... like people tell me what to do. I'm the damn Batman. I'll, I'll make my own decisions. <laughs> yeah. I'm Batman. Well, but if you're Batman, who's the other player? Robin. They're, they're Oracle. I don't know. <laughs> somebody else. Batman too. Yeah. So the people, they're all the voices in his, in his ear because he's a sociopath. Come on, Zach. You can do it. You do a good Batman. My name is Batman. <laughs> that's not bad. Swear to me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> now I have to do the rest of the okay. show in this voice. Transition. <laughs> Speaking of game of the week. Nope, nope, no, no joke there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the next story is that Google is launching its own indie gaming festival in September. This is pretty cool. This is Whoa, up in your neck of the woods, San Francisco, guys. You got to go to this. Come on, Ooh. it's a uh, September twenty fourth. So I wonder what. I mean, I, I usually when the people like the IGF is part of GDC and then they have like packs and stuff, they really do a good outreach program to find those devs and set them up with you know their own booths and because indies probably times they don't have a lot of money <laughs> and booths are thousands of dollars and that's how those things get. So I don't know what they're doing here, but this could be worth checking out. So I'm leaving it for you guys to buy tickets and go to it. For sure. Boom. <laughs> you live in the same town. Oh my god, that's not the attitude of Vina. I don't know. There's, I said like for a sure. Twenty minute train <laughs> it's like ride. Twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. To go see a bunch of games, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that could be pretty cool. So that's that's neat for all the developers out there. Another one that came out a couple days ago is that Apple has sold its one billionth iPhone. Damn, yeah. which it's is crazy. a lot of devices. I kind of it was kind of anticlimactic. Cause like they haven't done that yet. What? <laughs> but yeah, yeah exactly. That's a no, lot that's of starting with phones. the first though. Yeah, it's a lot. Is that starting with the first one, like Gen One. I guess that is starting with the first one. So you got to figure that. But they've had so much more. So, but still, I bet you that means there's like, I bet you there's six hundred thousand, six hundred million active devices out there. So you know what I mean? Like, because those earlier ones weren't as big as adoption as it has been now. So yeah, that's a crazy. Well, that in China didn't China just recently uh, they open up stores there and start selling them there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they opened it. Yeah, within like the past year. So I think that's even why they did that iPhone SE, I guess is what it is. Mm -hmm. The 5, because it's a cheaper and they think that's going to work better. Right. My other story, a daughter has another VR story after this. My last story of the night is a sad one. Battleborn. Now, we talked about Overwatch in the show before, and then we talked about how we liked it, and that was a big deal. 
And Blizzard basically just took a shit on Gearbox because Gearbox was <laughs> developing a very similar game called Battleborn. It's a little more MOBA-like, and I haven't played it yet, but now might be the time to because apparently only a couple months, three months after it's been launched, two months, it's already $15 on a Humble Bundle sale, which is Man. really sad. For a, that is. A, yeah, that's... <laughs> They're they're giving it away basically. So I actually might get it. Maybe we'll play it and make it more famous. I don't know. But that that that's a that's kind of a weird that's one of the scary things and talks about that. That could be a future episode talking about the volatility of just the gaming industry. The fact that you're a multi million dollar company and you've spent all these resources for two years and then it just poops out because Blizzard released a very similar game the same week as you. So Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just gotta be yeah. That's just gonna piss. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I think they just didn't fuck with them, though. I really did. Every time they did a beta, they re- they released another beta of Overwatch and talked about characters. It's like Marvel and DC. It's the same kind of thing. Wow. So we'll see. All right, Eduardo, what's your VR story? Okay, time for VR. Awesome. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so my story is that um, a new um, VR startup called Viso is making a mobile VR headset that tracks facial movements. So if you move your eyes, the, the model inside your game is going to move it. And if you smile, uh, the character is going to smile as well. So this is pretty cool because now you have more inter- more um, personalization in, in, in your game. And just imagine just uh, looking at a character and the character says, Hey, what are you looking at? <laughs> That's pretty cool. So um, they are. They have a Kickstarter campaign. Um, they're still, of course, they are still in development, but um, they say they are having uh, really good progress. So expect this um, to be the next big thing pretty soon. So that's it. Check it out. It's in our Facebook page. So just give it a look. Facial movements. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll get like one porn studio to back that. That's exactly. <laughs> Your O face. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just took that showing. All right. I just heard what That's you fine. said. That's terrible. <laughs> now it's time for. All right, tonight we're going to do an unprecedented thing. We didn't do Game of Week for a long time, and then we brought it back, but now we're just going to extend last week because it's going to be Pokemon Go Part 2 because Eduardo was out of the country for this whole phenomenon, and it's Zach, who has probably become pretty obsessed with this whole thing, Pretty obsessed? It, oh, it's kind of like a lot. Completely me. obsessed. Has, <laughs> losing his job. He wasn't on the last episode where we talked about this, because we, we we did the game a week about five days after it came out, and now we're understanding about three three and a half weeks after it came out, and the, the world has changed. It's a post-apocalyptic <laughs> landscape. <laughs> People are killing each other. But, so, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's check back in with Pokemon Go Part 2. You know, actually, my very first story about this Pokemon Go is... Uh, Last week, I saw this new website uh, from Project Fixup, which I know they've got a, a service they do before or they've had before, but they have a Pokey Dates. Oh uh, yeah, so and that's Jesus. basically you just go online and you fill out a profile about you know what you like, who you like, the type of people you like, and then you know whether you're Team Mystic or Team what's the uh, Valor Instinct exactly, and you just go. <laughs> he knows I guess the it, names, Obina. Don't start playing. No, cool I remember. I forgot like the yellow one. The yellow one's the one I don't remember. <laughs> 
It's Valor. Team Blue. Mystic. What's Blue? That's what I am. Mystic is uh, Mystic blue. is Blue. I am Blue. Uh, and the yellow uh, one. Team, I think it's Instinct. Instinct. It? Instinct. Uh, instinct. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, you just fill out these profiles and you just like, oh, people who like Mopoke dates or like Pokemon Go just go on dates together. So, I'm just saying uh, that's more like a fifth date kind of thing. It's not like a first date thing. Because you're just sitting there staring Fifth at your phone. Date. Man, what a brood. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What are you holding hands with sticks or something? <laughs> I'm just saying you have to be through like the talking phase and to the okay, we're just kinda hanging out no, phase. You could say, Hey, I got a Pikachu and then you guys enjoy that together. You're like, I'm out of here. I'm just saying the game is not conducive to deep conversations. All right, Zach, let's t- tell us about your Pokemon addiction at this point. You're, uh, um, you're extremely yeah, addicted to this. It's a real thing. Hold on real quick. What's, your, what's our levels? What are your levels, everybody? Uh, I think I'm 22. God damn. Um, Obina, you're I'm into fi- I'm 15. I'm nine. I'm also 15. All right. Oh, my God. Eduardo is like le- three or something. I'm level three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Guys, I got a Rattatat. Is that rare? So what do you like about it? What has so kind of been engaging about this for you, Zach? Um, to tell you the truth, it, none of the gameplay, uh, <laughs> I mean, that sounds game really an awful game. It's just it sounds really bad, but it's more of the Orwellian mass behavior. It, it, it's the competition between me and several of my coworkers to see who can get the most powerful and who can catch the most type. I, and I, I, that's like a hidden, not necessarily a hidden mechanic, but it's not like a, a, prog- a programmed game mechanic, right? Yeah, it's so, implicit in that. The, yeah. the multiplayer is not actually in the game, but it it's what makes it fun. Right, and it's the thing that's really got me like hooked. Um, and I, I like I've just recently kind of cooled down a little bit on it, and I say just uh, yeah. recently as in like <laughs> the last two days. This is thing, Zach has been obsessed about this for months. Eduardo came back, and I was like, "Man, Zach has been nuts about this." And we do have a few other people at work that are a little bit more nuts, and Zach has, doesn't hesitate to cast aspersions on them, saying those guys are nuts. Right? I was like, Zach. He's like, uh, hey, and, but he's well, like, by I'm, me saying they're nuts doesn't mean I'm not nuts too. No, but that's you're what you're saying. You're like, he's like, he's like, I left at twelve. <laughs> they left at three. I was like, <laughs> I told Zach, I was like, that's like saying they killed five and you only killed three people. I was like, you still kill yeah. people. Like that's you're still nuts. You're all murderers. <laughs> yeah. so. Yes, but that's less life sentences. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the darkest show we've ever. Had. <laughs> yeah, this is the weirdest show. So. Uh, I, but yeah, it's, when do you it's see this that, ending, Zach? When do you when are you going to quit? Um, uh, I, if I quit, you probably <laughs> not until I get them all. But to be less obsessed, I guess, like going out and, and hunting until twelve o'clock in the morning, that's pretty much gonna probably fade away pretty soon here because my body can't handle that anymore. Uh, especially now that, like, I guess, uh, at least in our area, police are starting to get pissed off with people being out uh, real late. But and, what if and someone trespassing like, and yells, "There's a dragon knight at like two in the morning"? Would you go at two in the morning? Hell no. Uh, no, no. If it's like eleven thirty nine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a hard bedtime at twelve, dude. <laughs> 
I always said that I we even did a, a digital dads episode about this, but I always said like I was talking about how this is like the robots taking over. This is how it happened. Like oh, they just told us to do this, so we're all in mass coming to certain areas. And then I thought about us like. What if they just changed the rules just really quickly where they said, well, you know, because the way it works is like there's a Pokemon there and everybody can get them. What if they just said, oh, no, only one person can get them. <laughs> then immediately everybody breaks out into a riot because they're like killing each other. And like, no, it's mine. So that, I'd be fine with that. They'd be taking them out of the gene pool. That would be <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Survival All right. That's game yeah. of the week for this week. <laughs> this is really dark, getting dark. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's been a crazy ride with this, this, this game so far. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what they, they put out next, like for, uh, I guess, features wise and really, hopefully they, they make all their networking a lot better. That's been a real pain in the ass, especially when you're sitting there and everybody around you is catching really awesome Pokemon and you you can't log in. Yeah. Yeah, it's been plagued with a lot of technical problems, but um, you know, I'm I'm with you, and I want to see where they go with this and how they sort of, you know, keep users engaged as well as you know make I guess money with this because right now I've I've not really purchased anything. Oh, they're like, making a lot know, of money. What did they? What did you say, Zach? This morning it was like seventy five million. Yeah, something like that. They've made, I think yeah. it may have been like thirty nine million when I when I read it, but it's probably a lot more now. Yeah. They, they you, just released it in a bunch of different countries. So. Well, the big story is funny though because it's like you know we talked about that in our last episode of how Nintendo stock surged because of this, like it like it went up so high. But then yeah. <laughs> then Nintendo felt that they felt the need to say, hey, but we only own thirty two percent of the Pokemon company, wah, wah, wah. and then it just it just <laughs> plummeted after that. I was like, yeah. well. I, still I think it was overall up still, though, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe, but it was still just like, hey, guys, come on. Yeah, but not up 30% yeah, or whatever yeah. ridiculous number it was. Yeah. So It'll be cool. Yeah, another, another crazy thing about this is, you know, of course, with a game this popular, there's going to be people, like, uh, like we mentioned in our cheating episode, uh, that people yeah. are going to just start oh, yeah. cracking this game and, like, tweaking it. And there's been a lot, I know there's a lot of jailbroken uh, versions of the game, but I think there's like pe- ways people have just like rewritten the app to actually just crack the app, and you can do like crazy things. With well, the app Zach right. and them already work are using that weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nobody knows your people, username. Who cares? I'm just saying, people we know may or may not be using a separate application. Everybody, to find Pokemon. The, site, the thing was on Polygon, Zach. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's like you can get it on GitHub. It's free, yeah. but you just download and you run the server, and you can run up a Google Map and show where. They are in your area, like the certain Pokemon and when they'll expire. Yeah, people oh. are doing all sorts of things, and then and that the, one guy the, did a bot, and he got yeah. all of them. But he so was actually don't worry, Zach. I will. I will go to um, see you in jail for hacking. He's Pokemon not gonna go, go in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, well, for this, for this. Um, but yeah, the, it's crazy to see all the different types of cheating. Like, so they have like the GPS spoofs, and they have uh, these, like drones these, and stuff. Yeah. Like and people are putting their phones on uh, on little toy trains to keep them moving so they can hatch their eggs, mm-hmm. and it just it, it really does Jesus. go to prove our point from our, our for no episodes. reason. What happens when you get them all? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> this is where I sound like an old man. Look, nothing <laughs> happens. Get off my <laughs> Literally, get off the lawn. I like this. But I'm, I'm getting more and more. I'm getting more pissed with it every day just because it freaks. It's like okay, now I'm not gonna stop talking now. <laughs> I still play um, it, but at a reasonable yeah. volume. Yeah, so it just goes to show that if there's a, a way to cheat, people will find it. Yes. Um, 
Hey Andrew, what? Andrew, do you think do you think you'd be playing it more if it was something like more from our our era, like it was like I don't know Ghostbusters in your no, absolutely Ghostbusters. That that is the thing too that I think it's totally. I don't know what the popularity was. I think it ties to the IP because I didn't realize how popular Pokemon was because I had no yeah. association with Pokemon. But absolutely, go- also, but I have a kid and like I have, <laughs> I only yes. have a limited amount of time and I've had Alex for all summer because we've, it's been summer. I, so I can't go out till three in the morning. I think it's more out also them at work have been ruining it because they do that. And then they're <laughs> at level 23. I'm like, guys, I'm six. What do you, I can't even talk to you about it now. So it's like, it's a weird <laughs> disparity. But yeah, Ghostbusters. Guys, whoever owns that license of the Ghostbuster games, get on it because that's a perfect thing yeah, for that. Yeah, man. If I give me a proton pack, it's the same thing. It's a trap. You know, you're pulling a trap and catching ghosts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's no. a trap. But man, oh, that's another thing that was like productivity, like in offices. I've seen on my team. Yeah. Speaking like, of, of the episode, go, <laughs> yeah, we're, like we'll go on a poker walk, and all of a sudden, I'm like, they walk like they they're gone for like at least twenty minutes down the street taking a gym, and I'm like, what the fuck? How is this okay? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's a walkout or something. I don't know. That may or might not have happened at our office too. I gotta get back. There's days that's happening everywhere. As I'm getting, as I'm driving to lunch, people, three people in the car, including Zach, would be like, "Stop!" I'm like, "I'm not stopping in the middle of the road, guys. This, I don't care." If there's folks there. And then when we get back to the office. I pull up, walking in with my lunch, and they just start dispersing into the parking lot. There's a there's a BW but near here. I was like, "Guys, whatever." You're hip. I'm sure that's. I wanted to take a picture because everybody just spreading out in different directions and like with their phones in their face. I'm like, oh my god! So yeah, that's, I, that's I like it. I think it's positive. It's just, <laughs> it's yeah, a. Weak, I mean, it's cool. It's it's positive, just excessive. Yeah. It's yes. just it feels exactly. like if it's very close to addiction and not just a leisure activity, which is weird, you know. So when I see people driving around in my like apartment complex at night, like pulling over in their cars, I don't know who they are. Like the first time I thought I was about to get abducted, it was like taken or something. It was, like, you know, they're just sitting there in their car with their phone, like flicking these little balls and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is just weird. That so, sounded. I mean, I was walking up by them now, just calling the cops. <laughs> they're trespassing. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, Pokemon. Maybe we're not going to talk about it next week. Maybe six months from now, we'll check in when the world is disintegrated into Insane. this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Obina, let's talk about our new show we just released this week. Yes, sorry, the deep was that? That was me firing guns. Shitty laser sounds to introduce. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, yeah, so the Debug Lounge, we officially launched uh, last week. Boom. Last week, Wednesday, uh, we did a, a soft launch in our Debug Lounge Facebook group, so definitely get in our lounge if you aren't already. Uh, to get on our, in our lounge, send us a email at thedebuglog at gmail.com or go to our website at thedebuglog.com and join the newsletter, and then we'll send you an invite to the group. Anyway, but back to the lounge show that just launched. Super excited about it. Our first interview was with Kaylin Normanslack. Uh, we had a great conversation with him. Thank you, Kaylin, for uh, helping us out and joining us on this journey. Um, so, yeah, the show was really good. I think we've got a lot of good feedback from it already. Uh, we're excited yeah, to... Yeah, we're excited to keep keep that good vibe going, and we're excited to get more and more devs on the show. We want to see everyone. We want to see some artists. We want to see some music and sound designers. So if you're you know you're one of those people or just working on a game or have worked on a game previously, definitely send us an email because we want to get that kind of view and perspective out. So, yeah, and actually, if you're listening to this right now, which is coming out on a Thursday, I guess we might do one in a week and a half. So. Stay tuned for that. We might announce that soon and actually post that and start doing some more 
So, yeah, this, this is fun. I think for now they're going to come out as the podcast comes out on Wednesdays, and this might come out on Fridays, this video show for now. That might get rearranged in the future. I don't know. But, so check it out. But the also, the also exciting thing, Eduardo, is what? What else our, are we launch? Yeah, we just launched our um, Patreon. Soft um, launch our Patreon because there's not a lot on it yet. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Patreon, if you know about, if you don't know about it, is a platform where um, you can support projects that you like. For example, this podcast. So, um, please, if you like it, you know this is free. But, Zach's got to um, buy Pokecoins. I mean, what? <laughs> Pokecoins? Isn't that what they're called, Zach? Yes, yes, that's yeah. what they're called. He's got to buy those. Let's take money. Yeah, so if you want to support the podcast, um, we would really appreciate it. Uh, you can go to Patreon and um, donate $1. I think it's $1 so far. $1? Yeah. Yeah, $1. Or so far. $100. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna please <clears throat> go ahead and, and, and do that. Yeah, and as we, we we launched that video show this week, and that was a big deal, and that took a lot of work, and we want to do the Patreon. And so over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna add more fun features like Google Hangouts, and maybe we do game nights and stuff like that. So just stay tuned to that. Or we have the one dollar thing available now, but that's just initial. So check it out. It's, it's Patreon.com/slash/TheDebugLog. All right, that was a good show, guys. Right on. That was fun. Nice. We had to get used to Eduardo being back and put us off kilter, but I think it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> can't I have to get used to it. Yeah. I can't get used to your energy that you bring. All, this. <laughs> all right. No, I... Well, until next time, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. That's C-U-R-R-I-E. And I am at O-Beans. That's O with an H. Beans with a Z. I am at R-E Kilgore. K-I-L-L-G-O-R-E. And I'm... Uh, at Eduardo CF 1989. And I don't have one. Baby! <laughs> <laughs> like the youngest person in the Eduardo, you've been out for too long. <laughs> Eduardo totally lost his rhythm like, in this event. We right? totally messed him up. <laughs> that was that was a on us, man. jalopy of an oh episode God. so far. All right. Was that long? Was that super long? Uh, it's probably about no. three. I might cut some. Well, I don't know. Out. There's like a ten minute period in there where we're time traveling. Don't forget that. Uh,